Welcome to another edition of PowerMax Byte Chat, where you get to hear from PowerMax experts about PowerMax technology. Welcome to another PowerMax Byte Chat. My name is Bruce Hall, and today we're going to be talking about geographically dispersed disaster restart, or GDDR. And our special guest today is Brett Quinn, our mainframe evangelist. How are you doing today, Brett? Doing well, Bruce. Thank you. And Brett, why don't we start with a little bit of your background, and maybe you could give us that background in the context of GDDR. Sure. I've been working with large mainframe customers since joining EMC in 1994, and some of these customers have very advanced disaster recovery needs. And I worked with a customer in Europe who had the desire to have a three-site disaster recovery solution with two synchronous sites and one long distance site and was interested in building automation to handle both planned and unplanned outages in that type of configuration using SRDF. And as a result of meeting with that customer over a period of months, the requirements for what became SRDF star were developed the underlying software and microcode functionality to support SRDF star was developed and the customer took it upon themselves to build the automation, which they called GDDR. And that's where the genesis of GDDR came from. We eventually acquired that IP from that customer and built it into an EMC product at the time released in 2007. So GDDR has been out for 11 years. We acquired it from a customer and they themselves wanted to manage a three-site environment or a star environment, correct? That was the objective. Three-site replication based on SRDFA and SRDF synchronous working together was fairly new at the time. This project started shortly after the release of SRDFA, multi-session consistency, and they wanted to uh, ensure that they had a method to control the replication and manage the failover that was outside of the environment being replicated. And that brought the idea of a GDDR control system to light and they built an application called GDDR to manage that. How has GDDR evolved since then, and what are the current flavors of GDDR? Well, GDDR has gone through an evolution. It's kind of interesting. It started with the more complex three-site configuration before we added support for the less complex two-site configurations. And then after that was done, we had several customers wanting us to expand the three-site configuration to add a fourth site. And that was the genesis of what we call SRDF Square. And SRDF Square does require GDDR to operate, as does SRDF Star in a mainframe environment. So that was all what we call GDDR. GDDR for DASD or for DISC. Uh, and then we later took some of the automation capabilities of GDDR and modified them slightly and packaged them in another offering called GDDR Tape to manage the failover for both planned and unplanned outages and DR testing for the DLM environment. So there's two different product offerings we have now or capabilities with GDDR, GDDR for DISC and GDDR for Tape. So, Brett, we like to say that GDDR arms your data center against disaster recovery. We say that in some of our presentation materials. What do we mean by that? Well, we mean that it's ready for handling both planned and unplanned outages. It does that by monitoring the environment. It's very message-centric. It monitors the messages out of the production LPARs that the customer runs that are under GDDR management, and it communicates amongst instances of itself at different sites. So through the monitoring and the automation that is provided by GDDR through an expert system, we can react to events that occur that change the topology of the environment, perhaps due to a loss of a site or a loss of a link, and we can achieve a reliable restart at a secondary site if there was a planned or unplanned event. The amount of work that has to be done when failing over sites or failing over disk or failing over tape can be quite complex in terms of the number of discrete steps. And it's not something that you really want to do without automation, particularly without vendor supplied automation, because there's a lot of moving parts here that have to be tested very rigorously. And we do that in our GDDR labs. In theory, a customer might be able to achieve something similar, but it would always have to be tested on a continuous basis and 
many customers don't have the resources to do that any longer. So ARM stands for Automate, React, and Monitor. And even though the product works in reverse order of that, it monitors, then reacts, then automates. That's how we refer to GDDR. Yeah, ARM is a good mnemonic to try and remember what the essential elements of GDDR are. But the automation is obviously key to it. The monitoring is what is essential to allow it to do what it needs to do. And then it reacts. A react might be in the case of a planned uh, operation that you're entering from the uh, user interface, or it could react to uh, an event that occurs in the environment. But it is reacting to some external event and storing the environment or restarting it based on what was requested or what happened. In fact, don't we use GDDR in our labs to drive our own PowerMax testing? We do. GDDR puts a great stress on an environment if you want to drive a lot of large-scale testing and asking it to do a lot of things at once by issuing many, many commands to the control unit and stress testing the microcode's response and the responsiveness. So it actually turns out to be a very good test driver for us internally, as well as providing customers with a reliable mechanism to ensure that when they have an event, that it does react properly. And if anything goes wrong, it has recovery capabilities in it, which many homegrown automation scripts don't necessarily do. So recovery is just as important as normal operation because not everything always runs smoothly, as you might expect. You need to be able to recover and restart if something goes wrong. Tell me what's new with GDDR in the new PowerMax OS release, which of course is the new operating system that runs on VMAX all flash arrays and the new PowerMax 8000 NVMe array. Well, GDDR supports all flavors of VMAX and PowerMax. It has capabilities that leverage microcode functionality inside the array. One of the things we added to GDDR was the ability to support multiple GDDR instances inside a single ZOSL PAR. So that's new function that's available with GDDR. We call that multi-tenancy. It actually helps customers who have multiple GDDR environments that run side by side and that reduces the number of ZOSL PARs needed to operate such an environment. When we get into three and four site configurations and those more complicated topologies, we in fact insist on GDDR for those environments, isn't that right? Yes, GDDR was made a requirement for these advanced multi-site topologies of star the three-site and square the four-site. The idea of uh, having customers write their own automation for the necessary commands that have to be issued from the host software in the right order with recoverability was just something we didn't feel was appropriate for the environment. It was just too complicated and really begged for vendor-supplied, vendor-tested automation. It's not something that we feel is a good idea for customers to try and write on their own, and that's the reason that we require GDDR four-star and square topologies. We strongly recommend GDDR for two-site synchronous as well with autoswap because it resets the environment after an autoswap event. So even though we don't require it for two-site topologies, we always recommend it because it gives you improved testability and certainly it provides certainty of outcome, which you don't really get if you're writing your own automation. We do provide a site assessment and services along with GDDR, isn't that correct? GDDR is sold as a product, but we do sell implementation services as well. But our objective is not to be in the services business in perpetuity with GDDR. We want the customers that use it to be self-sufficient with upgrading it and implementing and expanding the configurations. We don't have to run back in there every time that there's a new configuration or expansion to the configuration. It's all being managed by the customer once we've trained them on how to use it and how to expand the environment. Brett, you mentioned GDDR tape as a flavor of GDDR. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. 
sure. Tape is often the red-headed stepchild of disaster recovery. Most people don't really focus on tape failover, but it's actually quite important when you're trying to restart environments, particularly environments that have uh, heavy batch components. And failing over the tape subsystem does involve some steps, and it's very useful to have the automation tools do that for you rather than writing your own scripts to achieve the failover and get the DLM environment ready on the secondary site. So what we did is we took GDDR's capabilities to manage and monitor other platforms, which it does do, and it monitors the DLM environment and has an interface into DLM and will conduct both failovers or what we call switchovers as well for DLM to restart on a secondary site and also create copies of the environment to conduct DR tests using the snap capabilities of the underlying storage. And these configurations are two site configurations. In this environment, when there's no GDDR running to control the DASD, it doesn't even require PowerMax or VMAX DASD to have GDDR for tape. It can be a standalone environment, and GDDR will actually run in the customer's production LPARs. It doesn't require a separate control system like we have when GDDR is managing disk. And by running the GDDR tasks inside the customer's production environment, we can still reach out and manage the DLM directly and manage the failover and failback processes or the DR test environment creation and cleanup. All of that can be managed by GDDR for tape. So Brett, what are some of the success stories you've seen out there with GDDR? Well, we've seen many customers deploy the advanced topologies that we've supported with great success, particularly in the financial services industry. We have a customer running a three-site topology today in a star configuration, one of the large banks in the United States. We have a customer in Europe that is running a three-site with many open system servers in the configuration as well, because GDDR can manage a SRDF environment that contains both mainframe and open systems disk. The larger customers that we've been working with have been moving actually to four-site topologies. This is particularly true for banks, where when they move from one region to another region, they want to go to that other region and be able to provide continuous availability with synchronous replication and auto swap when they're in the other region. And to do that does require a foresight topology. We have a large bank in South Africa doing that and several banks in the U.S. doing that configuration as well. It's mostly because of the resiliency that GDDR combined with SRDF star or square provides, the ability to have disaster recovery reestablished very quickly to reform your disaster recovery protection after an event so that you can stay protected in another region if you have a disaster. Oftentimes the governments are asking for this level of support. They don't just want you to be able to restart within a certain small time window of a matter of two or three hours. When you do restart, they want you to have DR protection. And that was the real driving force behind all of these advanced three and four site topologies. And don't we in fact have clients that swap on a regular time basis and stay swapped? They alternate their production to the remote site and then back again just to ensure that their disaster recovery is ready to go. Oh, absolutely. That's a very good point, Bruce, because the really good customers that are highly evolved in this area don't really do DR drills as much as they do regular planned site swaps or region swaps. We have customers that do this on a quarterly basis, on a semi-annual basis, some on a monthly basis, to be able to ensure that when they go to the other site, they can run just as if it was a normal day. And if they have an event, then going back to the uh, secondary site is just like it was for a planned event. They know exactly what the processes and procedures are. They're very well versed in it. You don't want to have to have the A-team of systems programmers and storage administrators constantly available. That's part of the value of this automation. Any third shift operator with prior authorization could successfully move a data center from one region to another. That's what the automation provides. That's powerful and certainly where I want my money. Yes. 
So, Brett, where can listeners learn more about GDDR? Well, if you go to the DellEMC.com website and type GDDR in the search box, you will see at the top of the list there a white paper on GDDR and PowerMax. And that's an excellent primer to start understanding what GDDR can provide. Great stuff. So you've had a long history of GDDR. You're really the master and expert in multi-site topology and disaster recovery. What are your final thoughts on GDDR? GDDR should not be overlooked because it's a separate product or there's some perceived notion of additional resources required. The amount of resource required to put GDDR in and operate it is very, very minimal. The value that you get for that investment is tremendous. You want it to work when you need it the most. And when the disaster happens and someone's made a declaration that there is a disaster, you want to ensure that the failover is going to be successful. And you can't constantly test your automation in your own environment with a degree of certainty that you can if a vendor provided that product. So remember, there's two real value propositions here, improved testability and certainty of outcome. And that's what GDDR is providing. Brett, this has been great info. Thank you so much for your time today. And hopefully we'll get you on another PowerMax Byte Chat. Thanks very much, Bruce. Enjoyed it.